Welcome! This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Okay, once again I want to say welcome to church. Welcome to Thursday Fix tonight and... Ooh, it's a beautiful time worshiping God. Well, let's, let's dive straight to his word. I didn't come tonight basically to actually teach or preach. I just want us to talk. I, I want to talk to you. As I began to ponder on what to talk about tonight, the more I waited to hear the more he just kept leading me to admonish us or to encourage us or to remind us of some certain things. And that's basically what I'll be doing tonight. Now, I know the year is coming to an end. 2020, we're almost at the last quarter of the year. And so, a lot of us are worried um, the lockdown affected businesses. And it looked like as if the things you said you were going to achieve in 2020, it's no longer possible. A lot of us are going around with fears in our heart, not knowing what tomorrow really brings or what tomorrow will bring, confused. Some of us have even given up on our pursuit and our dreams for this year. And we've told ourselves that let's, let's look forward to 2021. 2020 is already bad enough as it is, and we give God glory. Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. I'm reading the Amplified Version tonight. It says, watch over your heart with all diligence... It says, for from it springs, or from it flows the springs of life. I'll read again. Watch over your heart with all diligence, meaning be careful about your heart. Watch over your heart. Be mindful. Be mindful about the things you allow into your mind. Be mindful about your thoughts. Be careful about the things you think about. Be careful about the things you spend your time worrying yourself about. Why? It says because out of this, out of your mind, we spring forth life or the issues of life. KJV says, guide your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life, the matters of life, the things that make life look meaningful or horrible. Now, notice tonight. Now, our thoughts are the seeds that produce our conduct. The thoughts of our heart. Now, when I say heart, I mean mind. When I say mind, I mean heart. I can use any of them interchangeably. It means, it means the same thing. I'm talking about your thinking faculty. What you spend time brooding over. Okay? So, the thoughts of your heart are the seeds of your conduct. What do I mean by that? It means the things that preoccupy your mind are the things that manifest in your life. 
Ifieh. Ifieh is the order of the day in your life. The things you are afraid of are the things you are going to see. Hallelujah. What you do or what you refuse to do is as a result of the things you are always thinking about. I'll say that again. The things you do and the things you tell yourself I cannot engage in are as a result of the things you are always thinking about. If you're always thinking about succeeding, you keep having ideas on how to succeed. If all you ponder about are the impossibilities of life, the things you will see around you in terms of your business, in terms of your career, in terms of your academics, in terms of your work with God, will only be impossible things. Why? Because those are the things that fill your mind. That's why in Proverbs it says, guide your heart. Be careful about the things you allow into your thinking space. You know, oftentimes we quote a scripture and we say we serve a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or imagine. But we, 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 we fail to remember that scripture when we start to imagine things. If God is able to do above what we imagine, it means when you fill your imagination with the negative... Your environment will produce the negative for you. So like I said at the beginning, I know 2020 has, been, has, has looked rough. I know it seems 2020 is about to come to an end. September is, 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 the, is the last month of the second to the last quarter. And so we're about to enter the last quarter, October, November, December, and the year comes to an end. And I know you've been asking yourself, how am I going to do what I said I was going to do as a January, as a December 31st, and I made plans. How am I going to achieve these things? Hear me? Three months is more than enough. In fact, three months is too big for God to change anything. Three months is too big for, you to, for your story to change. Three months is too big, it's too huge for you to move from point A to point Z if you can put yourself together and fill your mind with the right information. So listen, it means every action and every inaction starts from your mind. Right? If I tell a lie, it starts from my mind. If I live a sinful life, it starts from my mind. If I, if I struggle in my place of work, it starts from my mind. Listen, if you're no longer interested in your job because your mind has left it, it becomes difficult to perform a task. Every task you've told yourself it's impossible to perform becomes impossible for you to perform. If you have a job to do in the office and your boss is always at your neck and you tell yourself that because of your boss you are tired of this work, the very moment you start thinking that you are tired of working here, everything about that company becomes boring. So what fills your mind? What are the things that fill you up? For as a man thinketh in his heart, Right? All right, let's see something. Second Corinthians 10. I want to I read the, the King James Version now. Second Corinthians 10, verse 5. It says, casting down imaginations. Casting down imaginations. 
and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Verse 4 says, For the weapons of our welfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What do we do with these weapons that God has given to us? The first thing he says, he says, casting down imaginations. Why are imaginations so important? Genesis 1, Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord brooded upon the face of the water. Another word for brood means to think. Meaning, at the beginning, before God began to create, God began to first think about the things he wanted to make. And listen, when he became time for God to make you, he said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Meaning, as powerful as the thoughts of God are, so are your thoughts. And so when God was going to say, let there be light, he had seen light already. He knew light will make sense. And so he says, casting down imaginations. Everything that looks contrary to what the Lord has said is a negative imagination that you must put down if you want to succeed in life. He said, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. All right. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What does that mean? Any situation you find yourself that is contrary to what God or what Christ has done is against the knowledge of him. I'll say it again. Every circumstance that seems to stare you in the face that is contrary to the victory you have received by the cross of Jesus is standing against the knowledge of him. Your right and your responsibility is to bring it down when it comes. Now, can you stop thoughts from coming into your head? No, thoughts will come. But whether you brood on it or you cast it down is up to you. That the thought come is not the issue. But what you do when the thought comes, that's what determines how you're going to move from that point. A child that has an exam and all he thinks about is how difficult physics is. And how it becomes so, so, unim, unim, as in, so impossible to be able to remember the laws of motion and mix it up with every other laws in physics. And he's going to write an exam in physics, has made up his mind to fail. Because the fear of the subject alone is enough for you to fail. Are you here with me? He says, bring them say, into captivity every thought to the obedience. So it's like this. I see something. It comes to my mind. I compare it with the standard. The standard is the knowledge of Christ. The standard is Jesus. If it does not look like the standard, I bring it under captivity of the standard. How do I do that? I remove my focus from what I've been looking at that does not fit the standard. And I start to look at the standard. The very moment I turn my attention from what looks real to what is truly real, the thing that is truly real becomes my reality. 
All right. What looks real are the things that my senses can pick. What looks real are the things that the world and the system of the world is projecting to me. The world tells me that the economy of Nigeria is getting worse by the day. But that's not what Jesus says. So how do I handle what the word is telling me? By putting my focus on what Jesus is saying. The more you look at the difficulty that the word is projecting towards you, the more afraid you become. And the more afraid you become, the more impossible it becomes for you to exercise your faith. Let me say it again for those of you that are writing in the house. The more you give your attention to the things that the world and the economy and the system of the world is showing you, the less you give attention to the things that Christ has done for you, and the more impossible it becomes for you to live a life of faith. Meaning, it becomes impossible for you to do things that please God. It becomes impossible for you to live as God has intended for you to live as long as your focus is on the things of the world. If your decisions are directed by the things you can see, the things you can hear, the things you can feel, the things you can taste, then you will keep struggling. You will keep living your life by the dictates of the world. Hallelujah. You must learn to think outside the box. Now, I know most of the time we've used that, that, that expression a lot. You need to think outside the box. And so most of the time when we hear that, we think, okay, I need to invent what has never been invented before. No, that's not what I'm saying tonight. When I say think outside the box, I mean think outside the way the world expects you to think and start thinking the way Christ used to think. Time. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 17. Quickly. 1 Corinthians 1 17. It said, For Christ did not send me as an apostle to baptize, but commissioned and empowered me to preach the good news of salvation, not with clear and eloquent speech, as an orator, so that the cross of Christ would not be made ineffective. For the message of the cross is foolishness, absurd and illogical to those who are perishing and spiritually dead because they reject it but to us who are being saved by God's grace it is the manifestation of the power of God for it is written forever and remains written I will destroy the wisdom of the wise the philosophy of the philosophers and the cleverness of the clever who do not know me I will nullify this is what it means to think outside the box. To live your life outside the wisdom of the world. To live your life beyond the wisdom of the one that calls himself wise by the standard of the world. The word says, you must do this before you can get this. That the word says it and is working for the world doesn't make that your standard. Hello? For the foolishness of God is wiser or most wise 
than the highest level of wisdom in the world. So when we say it is time to start thinking outside the box, it means it is time to start doing what the world calls impossible, but doing it because you know that with God, all things are possible. Lastly, because of time, I'll just, I'll read one more scripture. 1 Corinthians 3. I'll just read this last scripture and then I'll wrap it up. 1 Corinthians 3.19. It says, for the wisdom of this word is foolishness before God. For it is written in scripture. He is the one who catches the wise and clever in their craftiness. I'll say it again. It says, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness. It is stupidity before God. Now, if the Bible says that the wisdom of the world is stupidity before God, how do I, as a child of God, try to pattern my life after the wisdom of the men of the world. You want to read a book on how to, how to succeed? You go and look for an unbeliever and read his book. Ten Keys to Success. It's good, it's, good, it's good to read books. But the wisdom of this world is stupidity before God. You meet a man that does not believe in the beauty of marriage and you decide that it is his book you want to read on how to be a good partner. You know a lot of us grew up reading Me's and Bones, Hadley Chase, and then they tell you that the guy needs to have a broad shoulder. He needs to be six foot tall. And you know, till date, that's one of the problems of the ladies that grew up in my generation. Because they had this mentality of how a man should be. The wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. You're working in an office, and everybody in the office is telling you that the only way to make money in this office is to cut corners. You know, we're, we're talking in my class group today, and, and somebody said, show me a successful Nigerian that does not have a stolen money in his pocket. It's, it's, so, it's so absurd that we have not come to believe that to be successful in this country, you must somehow scheme, somehow steal from someone else to act on your own. That is the foolishness of the world. To them, it is wisdom. But before God, it is stupid. And so you are worried that because you have not had the opportunity to steal in your office, and that's why you cannot make it. That's why you are poor. And so you have zeroed yourself as a poor man that until you get the opportunity to run politics and steal somebody's money, until you get the opportunity to carry a laptop and lie to a white man or a black guy and collect their money, you cannot be rich. That's where your mind is. And that's why the ideas God is giving you, you're not listening because you think you have to do it like every other person in order for you to do it right. You must have to think outside the box. Oh. Nobody told you you have to write a, you have to do you have to cheat in an exam hall to pass. Let's end it here. Change how you see things. Are you listening to me tonight? Change how you see things. It is still possible. 
to do well this year. And let me tell you, beyond this year, I've closed everything so I don't get, to, I won't read any scripture or anything I've written. Beyond this year, beyond 2020, it is still possible to live a successful life. It is still possible for you to do the things you've always wanted to do if you can see yourself achieving them. What did God tell Abraham? He said, look, as far as your eyes can see, if you can conceive the idea, if you can conceive, do you know you have the Holy Ghost inside of you? And just like he brooded on the ideas of God, he's brooding on your ideas. If you can conceive it, it is possible for you to achieve it. Bow your heads wherever you are. Bow your heads wherever you are. Bow your heads wherever you are. I want you to begin to have a change of thoughts. The things you thought were not possible, begin to tell yourself it is possible. You know, for last week, Pastor Fidesz was teaching on let the mind of Christ be in you. Richard continued on Sunday, and I'm sure we're going to continue again this Sunday. Now, the mind of Christ is a mind that does not see defeat. It's a mind that does not see defeat. And if that mind is in you, you cannot be seeing defeat. So the things you used to think are impossible as you bow your head in your house, begin to see yourself accomplish them. If you can see it, you can become it. If your spirit can hold on to it, it is possible for you to achieve it. Talk to Jesus tonight. Just bow those heads. It is possible. It is possible. It is possible. You can still get your house this year. It is possible. I know September is almost over, but it is possible. It is still possible. All it takes is one deal, one contract. It doesn't take too much. It's one transaction, one transaction. It's one transaction. Listen, you wanted to marry 2020. You can still get married. I know you're not in a relationship, but it is still possible. It is still possible. You can still get that car. It is possible. You just have to believe it and hold on to what you believe. Knowing that God is able to give you. Thank you, Father. Our mind is stayed on you. And we see the possibility of every dream we've had. The remaining months of this year is long enough for us to achieve great things. Thank you, Father. It's not over for us. Ah. Ah. It's not over for you. It's not over for me. It is still possible. I say to you tonight, it's not over for you. And it's not over for me. It is still possible. For there is hope for a tree, even when it's cut down on the center of water, it will sprout. You are sprouting again tonight. You're coming back to life again tonight. Ah, Shadadu Bayedeligadoshne Yada. 
I prophesy to you tonight, you are coming back to life again. It is still possible for you. Uh, I don't know who you are. You've been trying, you, 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 you're fed up, you're tired, you're tired. But I'm, I'm just hearing this strongly in my spirit. And I say to you as I hear it, it is still possible for you this year. This year. It is possible for you. I don't know who you are. I'm talking to about about It is possible for you. Hold on. Hold on. Don't give up yet. It is possible. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Forever be exalted. Forever be glorified. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Wherever you are. Now do not forget, we're having service again here on Sunday. On all our social media platform. Our service on our social media platform, they begin by 8.30 a.m. Meaning from 8.30, we'll be streaming live on Sunday. But service will start, our physical service will start that same Sunday by 8 a.m. Okay, so for those of us that are coming to church, please be in church by 8 a.m. And from 8.30, for all our online viewers, we'll be live online from 8.30. Now keep a date with us. God will richly bless you. Also, do not forget that we have a YouTube channel. All our messages, all our services are on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. I'm sure the handle will be on your screen. Please subscribe. Please click the notification icon so that as we post new videos, you will get them. You'll be the first to actually watch them over and over again. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord strengthen you on every side. That like the tree planted by the rivers of water, your leaves will always be green. You will bring forth fruit in season and out of season. That amongst you there will be no feeble one. There will be no weak one. There will be no feeble one. That the word of God over your life, you will see the manifestation. And your life will bring praise to his name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us tonight. We love you. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Godful Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore L Springs.